0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Friday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. Like that guy just said, the guy I didn't say, though, is, uh, let's see, with Rick Solom and UW Lacrosse political science professor Dr. <laughs> Anthony Trigosky. We should get him to say that. She, I could do we that. We need I, Big
1: Voice Guy to do the intro for
0: our Friday show. Do you know anyone else that's got, we could, we could do our own like the Friday little intro. We could just have, and, you know, I do a pretty good Cookie Monster. We could just have Cookie Monster introduce, introduce <laughs> I us. I think or, that'll
1: work just fine.
0: <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I have to listen to Cookie Monster a little bit before I try to do a Cookie Monster. That's the only prerogative there that I have. Otherwise, it's a little difficult. And then you can get into like Grover or uh, Elmo and Gro- or uh, Kermit the Frog and Grover. I can do that okay. Sometimes Chewbacca a little bit. Uh, but Chewbacca would be a diff- difficult one since you know he doesn't speak English. Uh, <laughs> never never quite figured that out. The Star Wars universe, except Chewbacca and Jabba the Hutt, you didn't, they don't speak English. Everyone else does. It was that's always a that was always a, a head scratcher for me.
1: I think the key there is just to be good at groaning in a really noisy uh, and obnoxious way. Yeah, but groan in English, man. Like, ah, oh, why can't we talk like <laughs> you know?
0: Then it gets in now I'm doing like Grover Chewbacca, I don't know. Um also Romulans no Rom- nah, Klingons, they don't speak English either when they're when you're on a Klingon ship. No English. I don't know. That's Star See? Trek though. So another weird, you know, sci fi thing.
1: Now now is that a language you're familiar with?
0: Is Klingon an actual language? I I, I think pe- there there is an actual, like some people know Klingon, but I, I don't know enough about it. I, I feel
1: like that's true, yep.
0: Like they just decided to make a language, which is really impressive if it's true. Also really impressive if it's not true that we're even talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, number three is calling in. I want to know what number three has to, th- has to say about uh Number three, are you a Star Trek guy or a Star Wars guy?
2: Uh, this is the old white guy calling.
0: Yeah, but I are think, you a Star Trek guy or a Star Wars guy? You being a white guy makes guy you
2: talking <laughs> using all this college. You're all professors, right? I,
0: I feel like we've dumbed down the conversation to everybody in America right here.
2: Coming in and out, I couldn't hear you too good. What did you say?
0: I said, are you a Star Wars guy or a Star Trek guy?
2: Neither one.
0: No, okay.
2: know, I heard you two intelligent guys, you know, college guys talking about Cookie Monster. Yeah. Okay. I, if you keep talking like that, I can maybe keep a lot up with you two guys tonight.
0: Yeah, we haven't dived into anything political or anything. We, we, I mean, we could talk about the Muppets the whole show.
2: Okay. Well, I used to watch Hop Along Cassidy when I was little.
0: Okay. I don't know what that is.
2: You don't know who he How about the Lone Rangers? Oh, is here? that the
0: Cowboy Show? Okay, Hop Along. Like yeah, Butch, Roy Rogers, Butch Cassidy. Butch Cassidy. Okay.
2: That, that's how old I am. You just keep talking and I'll listen, all right?
0: All right. Thanks for the call.
2: He's <laughs> talking to you two dudes.
0: <laughs> that, uh, I, I didn't let you get in there, Chagoski. Sorry, I don't know. Do you know uh, what he's talking about there, his old Western shows? Uh,
1: I, I, I do, Rick, and I actually think that number three has a good idea. Like, should, We should just do a show on Muppets to you know, just kind of – Take all the politics out of our show. I
0: mean, I did a whole show on Captain Marvel one time. Did a whole show. <laughs> so I uh I and I had to do it alone. I had somebody coming on we could discuss because Captain Marvel kind of talks about feminism a little bit and I kinda wanted to get into it. Right when Captain Marvel came out, uh, but then he bailed on me literally one as the liner was coming out on the show. He's like, Hey dude, I can't make it. Sorry, and I'm like, uh oh. So, and that was like one of the first weeks I ever did the show on my own. So it was very, uh, it was a little nerve wracking. So, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, there there is, there is an avenue here where we could talk about kids toys because they're kind of in the news right now uh, a little bit with the Dr. Seuss cancellation, if people want to call that, or the Mr. Potato Head no longer being labeled Mr. Uh, We're just going Potato Head, which, you know. I don't know. Are we? Where Where do we stand politically on the the potato head controversy? Have you Have you You wasted any of your time on this? I honestly, I haven't wasted any of my time on this, uh, except to 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 read that they just decided on the packaging they're not going to put Mister on it.
1: Well, I do know that sales of Dr. Seuss books have skyrocketed which is a bit ironic because it's the publisher that decided not to print that handful of books that were deemed offensive. But now the publisher is making probably just incredible amounts of money on the backlash to what the publisher did. So in many ways, you got to think this was like a brilliant move by the publisher, like generate controversy that will result in people buying more of your books. I want to know who came up with that idea. It was like a brilliant marketing plan.
0: I mean, Nike did it a couple of years ago when when they signed Colin Kaepernick, right? I mean, uh, yep. a lot of these things, uh, a lot of these decisions that get made public, and they're 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 totally not totally, but they're definitely business decisions. Uh, oh, Nike, they're in on Colin Kaepernick. I'm gonna, you know, and then you know that whole side goes and floods. Uh, uh, the, the stores with Nike stuff and what what comes of Colin Kaepernick and Nike nothing like not nothing happened with Colin Kaepernick he didn't get back in the NFL so um, but the you you I see what you're doing here you you don't even want to talk about gender and potatoes um, you skipped right over my question and you went right to Dr Seuss the easier <laughs> of the two things to talk about with all the Dr Seuss like what is it racist imagery that that's why we're we're getting we're we're not publishing those six books anymore.
1: I, I think so. You know, I did I did look at some of them and uh you know, I can understand why people would have objections to them. I also do understand that people are concerned about, you know, taking things too far as far as like, you know, censoring and canceling and all of the stuff that seems to dominate the public conversation today. And I would note, Rick, that it just seems it seems to me like Mr. Potato Head or genderless potato head as well as dr seuss have gotten a lot more media coverage especially on certain stations gotten a lot more media coverage than the 1.9 trillion dollar bill that is currently (laughs) being presented and debated in the senate so i can tell where people's passions are when it comes to the political debate nowadays everyone's passionate about the culture wars and cancel culture and meanwhile we've got like a almost two trillion dollar piece of legislation going through Congress that is attracting relatively little attention as compared to these sort of like cultural flashpoints in our society.
0: I mean Mr. Potato Head went into the Toy Hall of Fame in the early two thousands. I mean it's been it's been one of the, the the most popular toys ever and something I think we've all had our hands on at one point or another. So I mean this uh- this billion do- the trillion dollar uh, package is one of those things that we apparently are never going to get our hands on because uh, because of Ron Johnson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, real quick. I mean, like, what is this going to do? By the way, I mean, it's going to do the exact same thing as what happened with the Dr. Seuss books. Like, I'm sure the sales of the Mr. Potato Head toys are skyrocketing. You know, before they yeah. unveil the new packaging or whatever. So, I mean, I guess, like, if you want to generate sales just say that you're like canceling something and then people will battle back by buying your product apparently
0: yeah i mean when when has potato had been relevant i'm just doing the i'm canceling his name uh when has potato had ever been (laughs) been relevant i mean toy story when i don't have kids i don't remember when toy when was toy story like the 90s because he was a character in that movie toy story
1: the 90s but then there's been some more recent ones um but yeah i mean like it's just this like old school toy that is just totally out of the public conversation until until we get to have the cancel culture debate about it
0: yeah and then it brings it back hey tragoski uh i grew up in the country we had a garden i didn't even have potato head i just had potatoes and potato bugs penny a bug my dad gave me a penny bug for picking potato bugs um and then you now did your
1: did your potatoes have a gender
0: uh they did have uh eyes so i don't know which maybe look like something phallic but i won't get into it all right we got to take a break brad's co- brad's brad's comment brad doing the news we'll be back after this all right welcome back to lacrosse talk pm 608 is the talking text line if anyone wants to get in here uh Dr. Anthony Tregoski, the UW lacrosse political science professor. I say the, are you, you're, but you're not the, I mean, there's multiple of you, right? There's more than one political science professor?
1: Yes, there are several of us. So uh, I, am, I am not the only one. We've got a talented faculty here.
0: Okay, so how many, how many poli-sci guys are there?
1: Well, we've got some who are purely political science, like I am, and then we also do public administration here. So we have some people who do that, um, and like all told, we're we're about twelve faculty members.
0: Uh, somebody sent me a text here, uh, giving me the, a, a USA Today story on uh, where to learn Klingon. So I didn't read the story; I got I got the headline. Just in case you meet an alien, here's where to learn where to learn to read Klingon or, or to, to speak Klingon, I guess maybe is that. And then uh, I got another text here that says, I think the person who started the creating controversy to get attention was Donald Trump. Uh, if these companies are truly doing this to increase their sales, they are genius, but I feel like they're they're doing it for other reasons. I don't know, Potato Head, I think that's, uh, you know, partly for sales, right? Like we're, I, I don't know, the Dr. Seuss thing. I mean, if you look at some of the those six books and some of that imagery, pretty pretty clearly doesn't need to be something our children are need to look at i guess older kids maybe where we can kind of explain to, to them like hey this is you know this is how dumb we were back then in terms of uh racism and stuff like that right
1: i think that's right rick i mean you know i you sort of expose my students to some of that stuff but obviously you know they're of the age where they can put that into the proper context and understand you know the 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 time period in which that material was written. And, you know, younger kids may not be able to do that. And, you know, I I don't think it was sort of a masterful trick on the publisher's part. I do think it was sort of them legitimately wanting to take some of this material off the shelves. But let's just say, like, it didn't hurt their cause, um, because it caused these Dr. Seuss books to just skyrocket in sales. I I was seeing that on Amazon's book rankings, it's just full of Dr. Seuss books, the top books that are being sold. So on the one hand, the Dr. Seuss publishers were able to satisfy the people who were upset about that imagery and and those wordings uh, that were deemed offensive. And then on the other hand, of the of the backlash resulted in massive sales for the publisher. So I guess the publisher kind of got best of both worlds here.
0: I mean, at what point? Uh, and maybe this has already happened, and we just didn't care about it before social media. At what point did the publisher of like the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn do this? Something like that, you know?
1: Oh, I mean, they if- would be brilliant. I mean, like they would be brilliant to do something like that. You know, say that we're going to take our product off the shelves in three months. Because of the offensive material in our um, our book. And then, you know, that would make certain people pleased and it would cause other people to rush out and in protest by the book. Yeah, so I, and you wonder if you wonder if there's going to be some you know tricks being played here.
0: Well, and you got to space it out, right? You can't just do now. The, the Huck Finn publisher can't do this right away. And if anyone doesn't understand why I mentioned Huck Finn, go read Huckleberry Finn. Honestly, I don't even know if I read it. I think I cheated that test in high school or great. I don't remember when what, what point we read that. Uh, the next company I hear, you know, and they they might have did this too soon. Uh, the game Connect Four. I don't know if you've heard this. Ah, uh, the game Connect four is going to connect two. Just connect two so that everybody can win uh, as soon as you you view like that second piece. Uh, so I don't know if their sales will skyrocket when they change the game Connect four to connect two, but uh, that's the news I hear. No, I'm just kidding. I just made that up. Um, but uh, but I, I had another another friend text me because I, I brought this up and uh, they said uh, they they shared me a they shared a post that they saw uh, that said, uh, we're gonna cancel pool because of the the cue ball. Uh, hitting all the color balls, so we got to cancel pool. And uh, another friend pointed out, but the white ball takes the beating the first time with the stick. So maybe we don't need to cancel pool. But I mean, if we need to get pool ball sales out, maybe we change the color of the pool balls or something. Maybe we make the the white ball the black ball, and all the rest of the balls white. I don't know. Be tough to do. Be tough to play pool with all white balls. But six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. I'm just not going to let Chagowski comment on that one because I don't want to get him in trouble. Okay. Um, but uh, we we do actually have some politics to talk about if we want to get into it because Ron Johnson's like the the front and center in the news. But before we get to that, uh, everybody's favorite Eric from Sparta calling in. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air.
3: Yeah, I love Ron Johnson. The guy's got guts. and He tells the truth, and he knows that this boondoggle is nothing but a giveaway to the Democrat piss poor run cities. And Mr. Tregovsky, you're a public servant, correct? If I'm not, if I'm wrong, how much do you make a year? By the way, we you get a big raise when Biden's uh, boondoggle passes? All
0: right. So anyway, um, yeah, it is funny. We're so mad about Biden trying to give everyone $1,400 checks, I guess. Uh, 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 Tom is calling. Trouble Tom, go ahead.
4: Okay. Well, uh, Anthony brought up uh, more discussion about Mr. Potato Head. than Just Potato Head, Tom.
0: Tom, just Potato Head. Come on.
4: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and before I go into that, I will just mention that you are almost poking a little fun at changing the cue balls because the white ball is picking on the other colors. That is uh, real close to being a reality in America because we have no uh, sense anymore of what's right and what's wrong. And uh, all right, Tom, I'm we got to have a sense about, of
0: humor at some point. Let's go on. Come on, move on. We we, we got to have a sense of humor about pool anyway go what well, what what's up with uh, the, okay. the bill
4: here's here yes yeah, so well here's what's up uh here's in my opinion of how much of that we should actually pass and that is none not one single cent should be spent on this uh, COVID, so-called COVID relief bill, that is an incredible abuse of our grandchildren, who someday are going to have to pay off this phenomenal debt, and they are going to be slaves to the Chinese, or maybe the Russians, or maybe the Indians, somebody. But when you enslave the future generations like we're doing with our debt nowadays, it is simply disgraceful. And you've got these women on television almost crying because Ron Johnson won't approve the $1,400. Ron Johnson's not even terribly concerned about that $1,400. It is the 90% of that bill that's going on to spend ridiculous, outrageous money on ridiculous things. It is just great, disgraceful. And it's also shameful that we as Americans are are tolerating this to pass in any form well, what did you think we of the are, last two bills then arch- what did you think what did you think, sorry, last, ahead,
0: what did you think of the last two bills that passed
4: uh, also a disgrace. People in America are tough enough. Right. We've got to get on our own feet. We've got to pay our own a, bills. We've got to learn to take care of ourselves, not rely on government. The, the outrageous amount of money that we gave people for sitting at home, uh, all the local businesses could not get enough help, and I don't blame people. It might as well take the money, sit at home, and be safe. And but but that's not right. All right. What about
0: Tom? What about we're uh,
4: stealing it from our grandchildren? What about
0: 2017 corporate tax cuts? What about that? bill.
4: You, you, Rick, you, you're never going to understand economics. Corporate tax bill, if you if you make it simpler for the corporations to operate, they will make more money. If they make more money, they pay more dividends. They employ more people. Those people pay taxes. Uh, the, the, the idea that that was something bad Simply is not. It, it uh, helps the economy so, overall. It brings back but, industry. It, it you saw what it did to the stock market, and, and we had a booming economy. I don't have we any stocks, to Tom. Unemployment. Most that of the people, most also. of the
0: people don't have any stocks. Nobody cares about the stock market except the. Well, the believe very me, you
4: few. are wrong there, Rick. All kinds of people, all government employees, all kinds of people have some investments, and that does help the majority so, of the people one way or another. If nothing else, it helps them have enough money to go to McDonald's. And and buy some hamburgers.
0: So we're worried about government employees' stock options. I got gotcha. you. Maybe the maybe government employees shouldn't have stocks at all. Uh Chugosky, what do you think of the the idea there that we shouldn't that, that are we are we selling out future generations here with uh with this bill and the last two, I guess, and not the twenty seventeen bill?
1: Well, you know, people are I I, I think as at least Trempolo Tom is consistent about his opposition to these measures. Because typically people just go along in their views with whoever the president happens to be. Like Republicans will go along with the last two measures, the CARES Act and then the one that passed most recently. They'll go along with it because Donald Trump's the president, and then they'll oppose it because Joe Biden's the president. I mean, we
0: could say that for uh, Ron Johnson different. as well, right? Like Ron Johnson's pretty pretty consistent
1: here or not really? I think Ron Johnson is more consistent than most. Um, I do think largely people are just, you know, looking out for their political party. I think Ron Johnson, you know, he did raise a fuss about some of the, the, the odd thing about Ron Johnson is that, you know, he, he wasn't all that enthusiastic about those major pieces of legislation that Donald Trump signed in response to the coronavirus. But If you look at just how outspoken different senators are in their support of Donald Trump, I don't think you'd find a more—I mean, maybe Lindsey Graham—but you'd be hard pressed to find a more outspoken supporter in the Senate of of Donald Trump than Ron Johnson.
0: Mm -hmm. And if anyone's confused here while we're talking about Ron Johnson, uh, he he essentially made uh, clerks right. He made clerks read the. $1.9 billion COVID relief package out loud in front of the Senate, the rules from like 1870 or something like that.
1: That's exactly right, Rick. I mean, you think about the old days where they didn't have copy machines in the Senate. They didn't have printers in the Senate. And so they had people called reading clerks who would be responsible for reading the bills that were being considered uh, and so that, like many aspects of the Senate, is an old, out of date thing that has just stayed around. And so what happens now is that, uh, senators, uh, in the Senate, you, you can read the bill, um, if someone requests that to happen. Um, but, but, uh, you know, obviously it took like, Ten hours, I think, to get through all of it. Uh, yeah. when Ron Johnson did that. If if you're um, gonna
0: if you're gonna force a reading of the bill, I say that you have to read the bill. If you're gonna force that, uh, you, it's it's up to you to read the bill. You don't get to force the reading of the bill and then leave, like which is what happened. Hey, we're gonna make you guys read the bill, and then Ron Johnson leaves right after they start, and he may, they make clerks read the bill. Like if nothing else, you should make senators have to read the bill not the clerks and then the senators have to stick around and read the bill i mean take it take it uh 15 minutes at a time or something but anyway um scott's comments coming up brad doing the news we'll we'll continue this conversation but chirgaski's really itching to hear what scott has to say we'll be back after this on wisdom All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM on a Friday with Dr. Anthony Tregoski of UW Lacrosse, a political science professor there. 608 is the talking text line. You know, I, w- I kind of wish this text wasn't so specific, but it just says, Rick, you are pathetic. If it just said you are pathetic, Tregoski, maybe I could have said that was about you and not me, but it definitely is about me. Um, and we were talking about retirement plans and 401. And then, and somebody said, Rick, if you have a 401k or any retirement account or pension, you have money in the stock market, whether you know it or not. True. But I think uh, you would be surprised how many people just don't have money to pour into a 401k or just buy stocks or any of that stuff. It's uh, maybe a bit alarming when we talk about, well, we got to, you know, let, let's help the stock market. I think the uh, the whole GameStop situation uh, maybe exposed how uh, strange a place the stock market is, and how easily um, you know people can manipulate it. And maybe that we should uh, figure out some better r- regulations on it so that the people with all the money to burn don't get to just do whatever they want in the stock market. But th- I don't want to get into that. And just wanted to address the text. Thanks for texting in, Jurgoski. Um, I just uh, you mentioned to me. I didn't see this till now. But uh, U-Haul headed to. Uh, Shopco. They're buying a Shopco. Oh, Winona. Oh, they're not. There's two Shopcos in lacrosse Crosse, haul We're just mad that you wanted to buy the Kmart building that's right next, that's the busiest, maybe the busiest intersection in lacrosse. We didn't want you to buy the Kmart. Buy a Shopco. There's three Shopcos in the area. You guys had to go to Winona to buy a Shopco, and I've been to that Shopco in Winona. I used to live in Winona for almost a decade. That Shopco's way out of the way. Nobody likes to go to that shop co because you got to take a left turn arrow and then you gotta turn right and then when you leave the shop co you either gotta turn left at a light or you have to go down a one way and make a U-turn, kind of like when you get out of the Blaine's Farm and Fleet parking lot. You have to do one of those deals to get out of that parking lot. U Haul, what are you doing? Lacrosse has all kinds of shopcos, But U Haul's headed to Winona, uh buying a shop code. I talked with Mitch about this yesterday, Chigoski. Uh you know, we we kick U-Haul out. That building's been vacant for for years. And then uh, there's there was also an apartment building, and and maybe it's because the renter that or the rental company that wanted to build an apartment building is is maybe a little bit. I don't know how to say sketch, but maybe they just don't have the best practices. Uh, so we didn't want them to build an apartment building in another vacant building in Lacrosse. Um, seems a little odd. I d- I'm not totally. Um, I'm not totally against not having U Haul at that Kmart, though, in Lacrosse. I I wasn't totally against that. I feel like that is something that could be a popular place if we put the, the right thing there.
1: It was a really interesting debate that emerged, right? Because it was basically a symbol of sort of these broader debates that we're having about economic development in the area. Like, do we just kind of like take what we can get, or do we want to be sort of like picky and have specific visions for specific sites? And speaking of the empty shop toes, I, I listened with great interest to Vicky Marcuson talking about like what an eyesore Bridgeview Plaza is and like how we need to improve that area because it's kinda of like the first impression that a lot of people have of the area. So uh, I thought that was an interesting point she made. But certainly, these empty shopcos are a problem for lacrosse. And, hey, you know, I guess, we, I guess we missed out on U-Haul. So I, I hope you're happy, lacrosse. Like, you missed out on U-Haul.
0: Yeah, it's weird that it, – so the Bridgeview Plaza is interesting because we spent all kinds of money. I don't remember exactly. Millions and millions of dollars to, like, redo all the roads in that area. And we we yep. made them worse because we ended up. Hey, you know what we should do? We should put stoplights in when all those merges and and getting and exit ramps off the highway were all merges onto all the other roads. But why? I don't understand completely why we made uh, them stoplights. So now every time I get off the highway, I have to stop. You know, if I want to turn left or whatever. Um, and let's spend a million dollars to do it, or you know, uh, tens of millions of dollars. Um, but on the flip side, then you go to that bridge view plaza area. And there's, of course, there's a dead shop co and, and like a kind of a weird yep. strip mall, or it's actually more of a mall. Cause you can walk inside there as opposed to a strip mall where I, I would say you, you are outside when you're walking it. But, um, you know, we're talking about putting a public market somewhere and, yep. um, and in it being indoors, man, that just seems like the best place in lacrosse. That seems like the best territory in lacrosse to, to have something, also, hey, if we're going to do a public market, here's a huge area that's kind of gone unused. Even in, even those stores in the mall, I bet you could buy them out and and have them move somewhere else.
1: I do know that that property was acquired by some by by new owners, so we'll see what they do. Uh, I'll, I, I have a couple things, Rick. Uh, actually, one of my colleagues here was uh, one of the leaders. In getting that public market concept off the ground, and and so uh, I, I think that that has a lot of promise for lacrosse. Uh, he's really sold me on the benefits, and the the people who did the study of the public market, the the prospect of a public market, said that. Uh, They were were convinced that this was one of the better opportunities that they had seen out of the various, you know, areas, cities, localities that they had investigated for the possibility of a public market. Secondly, I want that COVID vaccine because I want to feel comfortable hitting up the steak buffet uh like that's the one good part of that area the steak buffet as you know there's that like super weird mall but the steak buffet is legit
0: is that one of your go-tos is that one of your go-tos in lacrosse that steak buffet i haven't i haven't been there in a while
1: rick let's go yeah let's let's get the vaccine and let's go
0: let's get the vaccine that's the key and hey vaccination clinic coming to lacrosse beginning tuesday i mentioned it yesterday there's a story on wisdom if you I uh, want the information, and I said, if you want the number to call because you can't get on a computer then then just call just shoot me a text or call me 608-785-7914. We do have a couple of callers I want to get to um, Phil, go ahead, you're on the air.
5: Yeah thanks, Rick. This country is so deep in debt it'll never be repaid, as I pointed out once before, and I heard an economist say that even $1 trillion, and maybe your teacher there, Tchaikovsky, can verify or correct, a trillion dollars, dollar bills going end to end, will go around the moon and back. And what are we, $27, dollars trillion in debt, never be repaid. So for once, the, the little guy gets maybe $1,400 or two hundred thousand dollars thrown at him, when South America gets hundred and sixty billion dollars, all these other countries that doesn't help us. And and so I I think there will be a reset button placed in the future where the stock market will crash and everything will come down. It's just a matter of time. So at least we're getting a little bit of something. I don't worry about that far ahead anymore.
0: Well if that's if that's the case, thanks for the call. Uh, if that's the case, we're just going to do a, a total crash and a reset button. Then $1.9 billion should pass tomorrow, right, Tchaikovsky? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we are at uh, $28 trillion right now for the national debt. I, I Googled. But- I'm on the U.S. debt clock.
0: It's $28 trillion, uh $16 billion, $625 million, and in about five seconds here, it's $626 million. Give it three. No, it'll be about ten seconds. Uh, so there, there's a pretty interesting uh, a little clock that's got all kinds of numbers on it. The Medicare, the Medicare debt clock is at like thirty-two billion or trillion. I can't tell quite. Um, when you spell out the when you when you write out the number in whole, I got to count the commas. It gets difficult.
1: <laughs> well, you know, Rick, there's so much that goes into this. I mean, you know, you have to think about how much money is coming in the door in the form of taxes. And, you know, I know Trump, hello, Tom, earlier mentioned the Trump tax bill. You mentioned the Trump tax bill. And and the reality is, is that that is going to add one to two trillion dollars to the debt uh, through the middle of this decade. And, and so, you know, you can argue, like, is it worth it or not? I mean, right. I mean, that's totally a legit debate to have, like, is it worth adding to the debt to decrease taxes through the Trump tax cuts? But but those taxes, those tax cuts did indeed uh, increase the debt. Plus, you have, you know, obviously rises in spending associated with the response to COVID that have greatly in, increased the deficit. So a lot going on. Plus, you have those ever-present entitlement issues with, with like uh, Social Security, Medicare, and you have the fact that the United States spends more on its military than the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh-ranked uh, countries in defense spending spend combined.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we, we talk about debt and we want to tax cuts. If we want to give tax cuts to corporations, um, this is just like a, a nice little chart. 1965, CEO to worker pay was 21 to 1. In 1989, CEO to worker pay was 61 to 1. And right now it's 320 to one. So um, it's like, like if we're going to do all the tax cuts, then, uh, you know, let's, let's do a percentage. If the CEO makes this much money, then the worker can make like 20% of what the CEO work uh, makes or, or some, somehow the profits need to get to the worker. And, and that's not happening when we talk about, oh, the, the corporations are the job builders and the creators and all that. Uh, except that they're not—they're not passing that stuff down. It's been pretty obvious. Uh, Ken's calling in. Ken, go ahead, man.
3: Hey guys, thanks for uh, listening to us. There, Doc. I got—that's a good idea with the uh, steak buffet. When you, I, and Rick all get our shots, we'll all meet down there, and Rick can buy his dinner.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Tchigorsky is the I'm state for employee. That. I'm the, for oh, that. come on, guys. Yeah, I
3: can, we overruled you there, buddy Rick. Sorry. Well, maybe,
0: I can, maybe I can use it as a work related expense. I can give it to uh, the human resources here.
3: <laughs> Write it off on your taxes, Rick. But anyway, I'm confused about the potato head thing. I got my potato heads right on the table here. I got them all dressed up, right? I can't say man or woman, whatever the cancel culture says, but I'm just going to tell you how they're dressed. One's got a pink dress, one's got a red dress. They both got purses, they both got them dark uh, framed glasses with their little hats. How am I supposed to tell them apart? You don't have to. Well, the only way I I can think of I'm going to take them out my street, have them run a 200-yard dash, and whichever one wins, that's the transgender potato head, right?
0: No, Well, that would be just the potato head that's faster.
3: Well, it could be the transgender one. Do the oh, potato generic. heads?
0: Do the potato heads have legs? Do you have legs for the potato heads? Yeah, yeah, okay. they got legs. on they got little arms. I feel like that's good. You better do like a one-yard dash. <laughs> All right, buddy. <laughs> I'll see you at the North Country Steak Buffet. All right, sounds good. I do pass when I'm driving through Town Towntrigoski. I do pass. Uh, you know some of the buffet places that I that I've you know frequented in the past, and and I always mentioned, hey, you want to just you and the girlfriends. I was like, um, no, and she just kind of in disgust. And I don't know if it's in disgust because we don't have the vaccine yet, or just in general, like Rick wants to go to this. You know, not that the not I'm not saying the steak buffet one is, but I'm pretty lenient on what buffet I'll hit up.
1: Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and look, I'll put up with certain risk of getting ill when I go to a buffet, but I do not want to also put up, you know, the risk of getting ill in general, and then you add on the risk of getting COVID is just a step too far. It's just a little too much for me, Rick.
0: Yeah, a little bit, a little bit risky for, for a buffet at this point, you know, and, and maybe we should just do a show from the buffet when when we all get vaccinated. <laughs> It'd be fun. Uh, although I think I'd probably be I'd probably be a little bit too, uh, gassy and whatnot. Hey, one more thing I want to talk about, uh, before, as I, you know, do that right now, Uh, more thing I want to talk about before I get you out of here in just like, uh, just like a couple of minutes, we only got a couple of minutes, but Foxconn was in the news a little bit. And, and the Foxconn thing that, you know, how many years ago has it been like four years ago that Scott Walker and Donald Trump were shoveling out Foxconn?
1: It, it, it was, Rick. And uh, bad news for fans of robotic coffee kiosks. Uh, Foxconn announced the deal to manufacture robotic coffee kiosks in its Wisconsin facility. They announced that in September 20th, 2019. But I have terrible news for fans of robotic coffee kiosks. The deal is off, and Wisconsin will not be the site of manufacturing robotic coffee kiosks. Well, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. is that just like a <laughs> vending machine for coffee?
0: I don't even know what that is. Is it a robot that's like, hello, Churgosky, do you want your coffee <laughs> today? It's like, uh, you know what, the, the Jetsons, like the maid robot? That would be cool, but I doubt that's what it is.
1: I, I mean, maybe this is actually good news because it'll save jobs for baristas.
0: Yeah, definitely. We're saving jobs. I mean, when we go to any of these stores now, right, we've got automatic uh, self checkers, right? Like you go through the thing and do it yourself, which I like, honestly, like until I until I don't set the bag down on the weight scale fast enough. And then I have to have the one worker that's patrolling the 11 self checkout lanes. uh, (laughs) Tell me that I'm an idiot and I need to put the bag on the on the weight scale, uh, which doesn't ever happen. I never do that every time I go to the store. Um, But, yeah, we're saving jobs by Foxconn's failures again. Thank you, Foxconn. Also, I thought we were making uh, giant TVs. Weren't we doing that?
1: So the robotic coffee kiosks are now added to the list along with ventilators and those large LCD screens. The list of products that were promised for the site – but were never delivered.
0: I will say this about Foxconn. when they they were going to they were going to build giant LCD screens, right, like TVs. That was kind of the original yep. plan on a, like a fifty football fields worth of you know we're just going to tear up uh, farmland and, and put this this ridiculous uh, uh, water sucking uh, plant there. But then they said no, we're going to we're going to build a smaller plant. We're going to make phone screens, and everyone's like, what? But honestly, like I feel like phone screens are are a better market in this day and age than giant TVs. I, I feel like we're selling more phone screens than we are TVs.
1: Hey, at this point, I just want them to make something <laughs> for goodness' sakes.
0: Yeah, and, and just just whatever. I mean, or let us like. I mean, we're getting in the plant harvesting season or planting season pretty soon. Then can we just if you're not using that land, can we? Can we? I mean, we got all kinds of cool infrastructure around there to. Uh, to drive tractors in and out, at least now, at least we put, built the roads around it.
1: <sighs> yeah. Well, and, and that's exactly right, Rick. I mean, this is the big problem because, you know, yeah, I mean, there are certain benefits from the state that Foxconn will not get because it's not delivering, but that doesn't take back all of the investment by local governments in the infrastructure, property acquisition, et cetera. I mean, that's all, that's all paid for. So, So, you know, that's money that's out the door, even if, you know, we're able to preserve some of these tax credits and incentives and such if Foxconn doesn't, you know, live up to its promises.
0: Also, when we change, when they change the rules on what they're building, can we change the rules on on the 7 million gallons of water a day they're sucking out of Lake Michigan? Can we do that? At least we can do that. (laughs) Um,
1: How many gallons total are there in Lake Michigan?
0: It's more than seven million. I mean it, there's there's a lot. I mean, I, it probably doesn't take uh, how many gallons lake Michigan. I, I don't know if I'll get an answer. Usually, Google just tells me four hundred billion gallons. so, and it's not like they're using all seven million gallons every time, but I'm sure the water that they put back is not pristine, you know, drinking water that comes back into. Maybe it is. I don't know. I probably wouldn't drink the 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 water that they're hosing back in the Lake Michigan. I probably wouldn't go and put my mouth on that hose.
1: Well, there goes their idea for their latest product, Foxconn
0: water. <laughs> Foxconn water. They just they just turn their plant into into changing Lake Michigan water, and they just turn into Nestle. That's what they do. They turn turn into Nestle. All right, that's UW lacrosse <laughs> political science professor Dr. Anthony Trigowski. Always uh, a pleasure, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Drake. All right, see you later. All right, one more break. We got to go. All right, that's all the time I have for the weekend, for the weekend, for Friday. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back on Monday with Mayor Tim Cabot. So get ready for that. Thanks a lot.